Alrighty, hello everyone and welcome back to the Reformed Dissenters, the show where Reformed Christians dissent against popular ideas of culture by asserting a biblical worldview. I'm Bruce Johnson, joined by my brother Jacob Johnson. Hello everybody. And today is Current Events Monday, hence the ties, hence the general professionalism. I think we always kind of have an air of general professionalism, but you know, it's current events Monday, so current events will be spoken to you, and hopefully from a biblical perspective. And so, um, yeah, we figured, hey, let's be professional with this. Let's let's like compete a little bit with the uh, the we lie to you news, as JP Sears called it. Um, so love the love the, uh, love the confidence in hopefully providing a biblical perspective. <laughs> well, thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hopefully we do that. That's the goal of our show, after all. If we don't do that, I'm scared. Um, so today we're talking about all sorts of crazy stuff. I mean, we've got technology on the run, um, but it's a, it's not technology on its own. It's it's people pushing mm-hmm. with um, pushing forward interesting solutions to problems with technology. Anyways, crime is involved. Walking robots that are like dogs are involved. Um, Digi dogs. Some projectiles that track you. There's a lot going on. So yeah. we're going to yeah. talk about all of that. And then um, at the end of it, I have a, as always, a theological wrap-up somehow. I I mean, I thought I would have been fired from that position a long time ago, but I keep getting <laughs> like tasked with it again. I don't know what keeps it. So you know what? We're going to try it again this week. People, bear with I, me. I can't. I can't bring myself to fire him <laughs> yet. It's, no, <laughs> it's pure pity at this point. Um, <laughs> so stick around for the uh, for my theological wrap up at the end. But before we get into all that, we have to do what we always do, which is talk about our verse of the week. And our verse this week is actually one that I drew from our theological. My Jacob doesn't have to be attached to this at all my theological wrap-up <laughs> poor soul does not have to be attached to whatever that was it's um, not that bad okay okay well have to go that far <laughs> i appreciate it i appreciate it I, yeah jake is very nice he's a nice person so um our verse this week is james chapter one verse seven and the verse says every good and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. And again, that's James 1, verse 17. I know I said seven before, that's my bad. So, every good and every perfect gift is from above. This is a reminder that our blessings come from God, right? And I think that's pretty clear, it's pretty obvious. But as America, we seem to have lost that perspective. We've forgotten. Where did all of our blessings come from? Where did every good and perfect part of our society come from? We thought it came from our precious documents. We thought it came from our gumption, our will. It came from God, and that's why we're losing them now. We still have those documents. We still have that gumption, some of that will, but it's dying. Even that will, we are realizing, came from God. But that is going away because we've given up on following Christ as our king. So that's on a macro level. What about on a slightly more micro level? I mean, in our personal lives all the time, we get, you know, earlier last year, we were talking about 
not being Gnostics. We don't hate the things of this world. We talked about it a lot this year too with angels and the architecture. Um, but what is that? What is that? Also, the, the pendulum swing in the other direction. We mm. unfortunately could pendulum swing into idolatry. Could pendulum swing into loving our physical things, and it's that love of physical things that caused the Gnosticism-like belief that we have today. Right? The early Christians were like, "Oh no, panic!" We don't want that. We don't want idolatrousness. We don't want to love the things of this world. So let's hate them instead. It's like all that. <laughs> yeah. So we what is we don't? What is the um the little structure with all the beads? When one bead hits, it kinetic kinetic energy goes. Oh yeah, and hits the other one. Yes. Yeah. So that's whenever I think of like pendulum swinging, that's what I think of because we have like we have like in order to. In order to get the pendulum to start swinging, you need one action. You need someone to yep. pull it and hit it, right? So hits the rest of them, and- right? And then and now you start this chain reaction. Just now you've got this whole like going in, going to extremes. Um, so it, I'm sorry to add that and cut in, yeah. but no, that's, that's just what, what I think I of. Thought of that particular kind of pendulum, but yeah, that's that makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, so. Part of this verse as well, I'm sure we'll talk about it throughout this week, is that there is no variation or shadow due to change. Um, the Or shadow of changing, as the, the King James Version says. The God does not change. There's no variation. There's no need to worry about, oh no, these good and perfect gifts, if you know, suddenly we wake up one day and they're just magically going to disappear and we won't know why and, we will, and we'll freak out, right? That does happen. Look at Job. But that was for a reason. You still trust in God. The same God that gave you those gifts didn't change when he takes them away. And he won't change the next time he gives you other gifts either. So we are also told that when we enter into covenant with God, there are blessings and cursings for remaining in that covenant. <clears throat> that doesn't mean that we are obedient to God for those blessings, right? We're not preaching a prosperity gospel here. We're not under any delusion of um, uh, faith in God and obeying him equals po- uh, uh, blessings automatically in the way that we would worldly, that our worldly minds would assume. We're not saying that there will be persecution there will be um all of those sorts of things there will be some poverty but what we are saying is that any gifts we receive come from god and if we want any chance of receiving them without guilt and without shame in the future we need to turn to god and worship and serve him and with that let's get into our current events today and I'll pass it over to Jake to start doing start doing that. Well, um, so does everyone remember Nazi Germany? Oh man, yeah, what? I'm starting out with that. What? <laughs> uh, oh, just keep that in the back of your mind. Nazi Germany, keep that in the back of your mind as I talk about talk about this. Uh, I new can tech tell right now. Right? This is going to be a very exciting episode. It's just going to be so nice and happy and. Optimistic and joyful. (laughs) You do not know our show. (laughs) Uh, But new tech is now being implemented in uh, New York City's uh, police department. But 
I, I want to put out there that it's not only in New York, and I will talk about that a little bit later. But in New York, Eric Adams, the New York, the the mayor of New York City, just held a demonstration of the newest technology to come to the NYPD. Now, this latest technology, again, reminds me of a high tech Nazi Germany, and it doesn't help that these robot police enforcers, uh, I, I guess I forgot to tell you that these are robots. They're creating robots. This tech is yeah. so that robots will now be patrolling the streets. Um, yeah. Robot police enforcers. And notice this. This is what everyone is calling them. I don't know if these were the given name of them, but this is what everybody is calling them. Even, uh, even a lot of people in a lot of different articles are calling them. I don't know if this is necessarily like a name people gave to it or if like the police department are calling this calling these things this. But they're calling these robots snitch bots. Yes, that is right. They are called snitch bots. Wow. Uh the first it, there are there are three different types of tech that I want to tell you about that came out. Um the first are these like egg-shaped robots that patrol around, and specifically, the article mentioned they want to patrol around subway stations, streets, and grocery stores. So, what else left is there? I guess restaurants. They're not going to go into restaurants and patrol in restaurants. Okay, all right. <laughs> um, but um, but these ones specifically are highly immobile. Um, and they move at an impressive speed of three miles an hour. Just cruising. Mm -hmm. It's like cruising yeah. altitude right there. Oof. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's the one saving grace. Like, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, it's the one saving grace of this first tech. Oh, the no. second tech are the highly mobile counterpart called DigiDogs. Digi and these... Yeah, digi-dogs. Literally called digi-dogs. These are dog-sized robots that are more mobile than these egg, egg, egg bots. Um, but, um, but they have, like, a camera arm. Like, you, you should see some of the articles. Like, they got pictures of all these things. It's, like, got this camera arm, arm on top of this, like, dog-looking creature thing. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just, like, it moves around. It's quick. Like, it moves fast. Uh, I think one of the articles said that it's specifically for chasing. For chasing wow. people. Wow. Um, um, Did you say chasing people? Yes. Yes. Yeah. They, so, they, the they... digi-dog is to go play fetch with the humans. Mm-hmm. But there's mm -hmm. no bone involved unless it's the human right. bone. <laughs> right. Right. But oh. they don't have... They don't have mouths or anything. It's, like, literally just, like... Think of... <laughs> Think of a headless dog um, with four legs, no tail. It's just like this. It's like this block with four legs coming off of it. And on top of it, it's got this like robot arm that has like yeah, a 360 degree camera. So most people have seen the Boston Dynamics dogs. This is pretty much what this is. This is Boston no, it's exactly. Dynamics. So it looks um, exactly like a Boston Dynamics dog. Yeah. Um. With like the same front camera things on the front of the the body, and like the legs look exactly the same, same like block, but yeah, 
Um, yeah. So tech. Uh, but wait, there's more. Um, <laughs> along with all of these robots, uh, comes the newest GPS tracker launcher. Um, this is a gun that shoots out a GPS tracker that can stick to cars. Um, and I'm assuming multiple other things. I'm assuming it can <laughs> stick to more than just cars. But of course, they're not going to be shooting these at people. Well, they might. Um, <laughs> who knows? Who knows what they would do? No, Jake, they um, would never do that. Um, but this is so that the police can track you to a location instead of just chasing you. Why don't they just send the digi dogs after them? Um, something, something that I was <laughs> release the digi dogs. <laughs> yes, yeah. Someone's running. We don't want to have to chase after them. Release oh, the digi dogs. Yeah. Wow, this is gonna take donut eating cops to a whole new level. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. But and. The thing is, I'm assuming that kind of like the whole point of this is along the lines of because the police force was cut so much from the summer of love um, because of what happened then. uh, I'm assuming this is now coming off of that because they're not able to have as many people, as many cops on the police force as as much. Mm -hmm. They had to enforce robots. But something I was looking at said, and and this is from one of the articles, so you take it with a grain of salt, but the article said that these robots cost $750,000. A piece? Uh, I, no. I think it's for, like, a oh, couple total? of them. Yeah. Oh, okay. Which yeah. is not too bad, especially about right. given the fact that we just, like, spent a whole $1 billion on whatever the... Civ- civil government or whatever the federal government wants to spend it on um but yeah so it it's highly priced highly uh and with this i kind of have i'm kind of gonna go off track here uh bruce knows what i'm going to go into and he kind of gave a check mark on it to say yeah "Yeah, do it um so like am i crazy i was like i think this fits in perfectly (laughs) Um, we're both insane i don't know (laughs) comment if you think we're insane (laughs) uh but recently uh and i bet a lot of people have done this as well but recently i've been watching the newest boba fett series on disney plus but that was it and then i was like no i don't think you're insane for just saying just that you know (laughs) um but in this show in this series uh, you have Boba Fett, who was trying to run the city. He kind of, like, took over uh, after the other person who was running it. I know all the names, but I don't want to bore you with all the details. I know the details, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, the fact that you have to say that just to be like... Right. I do right. know this. I did watch the show, I promise. <laughs> um, but, you know, to create a long story... To make a long story short... Long story short... Um, he is trying to keep the Pike Syndicate, which is another thing, bad. Just like image, if you haven't seen it, <laughs> bad. Okay. Um, from taking <laughs> over the city. So Boba Fett calls it uh calls on the smaller group leaders of the of the city, like the smaller um sect leaders, all these like little think, groups going on, 
calls upon them to see if they will help him out. And basically, at the end of the conversation, he kind of tells them that you may, and, and kind of what the people were bringing up, what these little group leaders were saying is that, well, no, the, the spice trade actually helps us. So the problem is spice, I guess, in the Star Wars uh, Star Wars kind of like story is kind of like drugs, in a sense. Mm-hmm. So this whole like drug trade basically is going on. And these small group leaders are like, we make money from this. The this uh, syndicate, these these bad bad people, are <laughs> bad. Yeah, are are giving them money to kind of like say, hey, we're gonna come through the, your area. Just pay no mind to us. We're gonna do our dealings. Just we'll give you this money. Just pay no attention to us. Basically, is what they're trying to do. Um, and. What Boba Fett is telling them is that you may be fine at the beginning, right? They may not affect you at the beginning. But slowly, they will encroach more and more into your business. You give them an inch, they will take a mile. Hmm. They will want more and more. It doesn't stop. And I say all of this for that point. Uh, Sorry for the long-winded, seemingly unrelated bit of information. But if you have seen the Boba Fett series, you kind of will know what I'm talking about. Um, but this is it, it, going back to kind of this whole policing thing, right? We say, yay, you know, they can now track criminals more easily. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. They will be able to track criminals more easily. <laughs> But at what point, and, and this is my overall question, this is my big question, the reason I bring up this whole Boba Fett thing. My question is, when will it become that you are the criminal for being a Christian and not bowing down to Caesar? Yeah. When will it be that they will slowly and slowly encroach on your business? It doesn't affect you right now, but will it? Will it in the future? Does it have the ability to do so? We know that their philosophy of morality is constantly shifting. They have no absolute standard. They think it's just whatever. And so they get to make a subjective reality around them. And whatever they say is truth to them is truth. So why shouldn't they just change the definition of a criminal, definition of a woman, definition of a man, definition of literally everything? Well, yeah, one of my examples is literally what you just brought up. Mm. It was good enough before to say what you do in your own bedroom is fine. Do we still have that today? Is that the same today? No, we have this whole transgendered movement is so big that it not affect. It doesn't just affect your own bedroom. And even so, with a Christian ideal, we know even in your own bedroom that's wrong, right? So this is, there's, it creeps into everything. And this is not a far-fetched idea, right? To say that, that if you are, when will it become that you are the criminal for being a Christian and not bowing down to Caesar? That's not a far-fetched idea. Literally, the reference of Caesar came from biblical times when Christians were persecuted for not doing this exact thing. But more recently, and this is what, how I started out my, my whole talk, 
Look at Nazi Germany, where if you were Jewish, you were killed for mm. being Jewish. Yeah. Again, this doesn't stay small. It grows big. It grows into something. And just because the headline says New York City does not mean it can't happen to you. Look at how did this happen to New York City? How did New York City become what it is? Because New York City was saying that about other countries. It was saying America was the shining city on a hill. We assumed nothing terrible could happen in this golden land of opportunity. And guess where we are now? Yeah. Um, yep. To add to this, one of the articles shows that these robots are now in Philadelphia, which is not two hours away from where I live right now. <laughs> not more than two hours away. Yep. It's getting very close. So I'll pass it off to Bruce. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the thing with this is that we've heard a lot of stories like that. And it's it's horrifying. It's like, oh dang. This there's that there's a heavy air around us. There's a fog, a blanket that falls on top of us when we hear these things. And rightly so, we want to react to it. <laughs> rightly so, we want to do something about it. So I want, I want to talk about that a little bit. You've probably all heard the saying, uh, those who don't learn from the mistakes of the past are doomed to repeat them. We've even used it a few times on the show. But the problem is knowing which out of the literal thousands of mistakes in the past that we should focus on learning from. So what, which one do we learn from? One of the common themes throughout scripture is submission to a certain kind of civil government. As with the other governments, i.e. individual, family, and church, when they're doing what they're supposed to do, submission is, of course, expected. Romans 13, verses 1 through 5. I'm just going to read through this. Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed, and those who resist will incur judgment. This part's really important. For rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. Would you have no fear of the one who is in authority? Then do what is good, and you will receive his approval. For he is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is the servant of God, an avenger who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. Therefore, one must be in subjection not only to avoid God's wrath, but also for the sake of conscience. And that was Romans 13, 1 through 5. A passage, I'm sure, coming out of COVID, we're all very much familiar with. From this passage, we see several things. One, we are to be in submission to the governing authorities. But it doesn't end there, does it? Are we supposed to be in submission to just any old, quote-unquote, governing authority? I'd argue the answer is very clearly no. Notice what follows in the next few verses. Rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. And then also, he is the servant of God, an avenger who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. The civil government that we are to submit to is one that is God's servant, one who punishes the evildoer. And then 
the question is, what is evil? If we are supposed to submit to a civil government that has the duty of the civil government is to uh, punish the evildoer and is God's servant, then we have to ask, what is evil? What is this evildoer that's supposed to be punished? To answer this, we of course turn to scripture. The, in the Bible, we find a difference between sins and crimes, which is really important. Um, Toby Sumter, in his blog, Having Two Legs, has a really good post. Um, bit of a bigger quote, but I think this is a really good summation of this difference. He says, the distinction between sins and crimes recognizes different jurisdictions. Sins are the jurisdiction of family slash church. And crimes are the jurisdiction of the civil magistrate. When we are dealing with crimes, as defined by scripture, they are also sins. But not all sins are crimes. For example, murder is a crime and a sin, but covetousness is only a sin and not a crime. It doesn't become a crime until it turns into theft. Broadly, a crime is something that God says does some kind of objective harm to the community or to a person or property. So, according to biblical law, adultery and fornication are crimes and sins, but they are rarely prosecuted as crimes in our modern day. End quote. So, we've established that we are to be in submission to a civil government that is punishing those who commit biblically defined crimes. We've established. Hopefully that all makes sense. We've talked about that in depth in previous episodes. The Bible gives us laws tells us how to structure societies that tells us those laws tell us what biblically defined crimes are. So we can't just arbitrarily decide what crimes are. You have to go to the Bible and use the principles in books like Deuteronomy, Exodus, Numbers, Leviticus, use those principles to determine what biblically defined crimes are. So we've established that. <clears throat> but we have to ask ourselves, is the civil government under which we currently reside upholding this biblical duty? Is it really doing that? Obviously, the answer is emphatically no. Heck, no, it's not. Um, it's the complete opposite. of It's doing the exact opposite of what it's supposed to do, what its duty given by God is. And so we come to a crossroads, very scary crossroads. Let's go back to that problem that we posited at the beginning of this wrap-up. Which mistakes of the past should we most focus on learning from? There are obviously tons of them that we could choose from, but I'd like to capitalize on the many, and there are many, ways humans have improperly dealt with wicked civil governments. One particularly egregious example is the French Revolution, the French Reign of Terror from 1993 to 19, or I'm sorry, 1793 to 1794, where the public and brutal murder of literally thousands of quote-unquote suspects were sanctioned by the newly instituted and restructured state. The Reign of Terror was part of the French Revolution, which resulted from the active suppression of the common man by the ruling aristocracy. These downtrodden souls, unfortunately, chose to rebel against this injustice without turning to their Lord and Savior. Ultimately, it was a bloody and disgusting failure. It's horrific. And we call it the Reign of Terror for a reason. Compare that, though, to our American Revolution, and we find dramatically different results. This is the exciting part of the story. We in America chose to turn to the Lord Adonai, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. We rejected pragmatism and decided to follow a system largely unfamiliar and strange because it was God's system. 
didn't make sense to us, but it didn't have to. It was God's system. So we were going to do that. We, a brand new country, an underdog to the rest of the world, became the world superpower in just a few short years. It was absolutely incredible, the blessings given to us. There's a lesson to be learned here. God is teaching us something through this. There's a mistake to keep from making again. Do things God's way. And with him on your side, you will succeed in ways you never thought possible. Refuse to turn to him, and what happened to Israel will happen to you and your endeavors. Every good and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. James 1.17 And just how does all this relate to the events of today, Bruce? What do you, you, what, you, you are far more harebrained than Jacob is. What, this makes no sense. <laughs> Jacob's uh, illustration at least connected. This is weird. Uh, I'll, hopefully this will connect it pretty well. But even so, mine didn't start out connecting at the end, did it? <laughs> That's true. So let both keep going. <laughs> yes, indeed. Thank you. Thank you for the grace, Jake. Uh, Christians today are going to panic to the news of the horrors of technology in much the same way secularists will, unfortunately. Rather than working to return our culture to what once made it great, we panic and immediately try to take on the shiny object. Let's fight it. Today's shiny object, technology. What we should realize by now is that Christ is reigning. And while the nations rage and seek to burst their bonds, God laughs at their folly. Why did the nations rage and the people's plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, let us burst their bonds and cast away their cords from us. He who sits in the heavens laughs. The Lord holds them in derision. Then he will speak to them in his wrath and terrify them in his fury, saying, as for me, I have set my king on Zion, my holy hill. I will tell of the decree. The Lord said to me, you are my son today. I have begotten you. Ask of me and I will make the nations your heritage and the ends of the earth your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron and dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Now, therefore, O kings, be wise. Be warned, O rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son, lest he be angry and you perish in the way for his wrath is quickly kindled. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. That's Psalm chapter 2. Hopefully that parallel was made fairly obvious. And you understand that we need to respond biblically. We need to respond to these horrors. And yes, they are horrors. Yes, they are terrifying. But we, if we respond in panic and with our own uh, way of thinking, we're going to be no better than the French. The, the streets will run red with blood uselessly. That cannot be our response. Because Christ is king, we need to live like it. Anything you'd like to add to that before we wrap up, Jake? See, didn't it all connect in the end? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I think so. Just give it time. Voice will connect it. Don't worry. It'll connect. <laughs> I'm not I'm not completely crazy. <laughs> just just a little. <laughs> 
Awesome. Well, thank you everyone so, so much for joining us today. Thank you, Jacob, for all the research you put into this and our wonderful research team. Um, and we are excited to announce that we will have a Friday episode this week. <laughs> Wednesday. Uh, are we doing Wednesday? That was a question I was, we didn't, uh, oh, didn't okay. discuss that. Well, I thought you were saying because we didn't have it last week, we were going to have it this yeah, week. Yeah, it's but been... No. So we can do a Wednesday episode. We can try that. Let us know, everybody. Do you want to yeah, do let a us, Wednesday episode? Yeah, let us know. <laughs> yeah, let us know. Uh, we, might, we might do that. So keep on alert. Um, my schedule is changing ridiculously. Like every day, my schedule is different. So, um, you know, stick with us. I'm so sorry. Jacob is just rolling with the punches here. And I couldn't <laughs> be more thankful for that um so we'll see what happens we will have a friday episode so keep alert for that go to trdshow.net slash episodes to find all of our episodes there for free you can also send us an email trdshow at protonmail.com thanks for everyone thanks to everyone who's already done that for us and we're looking forward to seeing you on wednesday or friday and in the meantime remember everyone in all that you do do it as unto the lord